Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio, where each week we talk to a musician, artist, author, or other creative Mississippian. I'm your host, Leslie Barker, Arts-Based Community Development Director at the Mississippi Arts Commission. And today, I have the incredible privilege of speaking with this year's Governor's Arts Awards Lifetime Achievement recipient, Benjamin Wright. Mr. Wright is a Grammy Award-winning songwriter, arranger, composer, musical director, and performer from Greenville, Mississippi. To name just a few of the artists that he has worked with throughout his career, Gladys Knight, The Temptations, Michael Jackson, Earth, Wind & Fire, Justin Timberlake, and Outkast, and there are so many more. Mr. Wright, it is such an honor to have you here today, and there is so much that I want to talk to you about. So you're joining us from Los Angeles, which is where you live now, but it all started in Greenville, Mississippi. So let's go back to the beginning and tell us about growing up in Greenville. Well, you know, if we do that, you're going to find out how old I am. (laughs) First of all, first of all, thank you so much. Uh, The start, the start. Uh, I went to Coleman High School in Greenville, Mississippi. Okay. Okay. I always wanted to play music. My father was builder, carpenter, Sunday school superintendent. (laughs) So first of all, the music that I wanted to play, he let me know, he and mom let me know, this music is not of the Lord. Mm. Whoa, that's heavy. I'd like to think that I was persistent. Uh, I, I I hung in there with what I wanted to do. And uh, I'm going to skip a lot of stuff because it, I want to go to where the career started. Mm. Uh, first of all, they threw me out of school in Greenville, Mississippi. That's a wonderful career start. Mm. Uh, I eventually got a road gig. Mm. And the artist, the star at that time, I had to let them know that they had to come talk to my parents. Oh, wow. That was heavy. Yeah. So that's what my dad said. Who, whoever this guy is, he's going to have to come talk to us. So, man, I, I, I said, oh, I, I know I'm not going to get the gig now. But the guy understood. He had kids himself, so no problem. He and his entourage showed up at my little humble abode to talk to my dad. And, you know, neighbors recognized him coming out in the streets and the whole bed and to the windows. And we never been so prized before. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad began to question this guy. And one of the main things he talked about was this music that was about to be playing was not of the Lord. Hmm. 
I'm like, oh my God, I know I'm not going to get the gig now. But my dad was much cooler than what I thought. <laughs> he said uh, a lot of more questions. Uh, well, if we let him go, what happens when he's not performing? Hmm. The guy said, well, you know, we have a road manager that's going to look after him and such and such and such. Finally, my dad says, okay, if this is what my son wishes to do, then I'm going to back him. Even though it didn't coincide with the religious situation. Hmm. Um, he said, now, tomorrow, I'm going to go downtown and get that little thing that he's been talking about. Well, what I had been talking about, I really wanted a, a Hammond B3 organ, which cost more than a house at that time. So, you know, that was out. Oh, wow. So he says, uh, uh, there was a, a little electric piano. The electric pianos had just come out. So we're going to go get that little thing. So we went and got it. And uh, I have to let you know, certainly my dad didn't have the money, so we charged it. Hmm. And uh, immediately thereafter, I left town. And uh, hmm. since I got thrown out of school and the whole bit, my anger was like, I'm never coming back here. Hmm. <laughs> and to this day, I've never been back, you know? <laughs> my mother's funeral mm. and some other funerals and generally my routine is I fly in mm. I'm taken to the house where the whoever passed away then the funeral home come get you take you to the church mm. have the funeral then we go to the cemetery at the cemetery I got a cab waiting to take me back to the airport most recently, the uh, the Grammy Museum, uh, which I'm on the board there. Oh, that's wonderful. And the uh, uh, Tougaloo, mm. in honor, whatever. Uh, and the, uh, I've been to the, uh, I was inducted into the, the Mississippi Music Hall of Fame. Mm. So those have been my come back and you know hmm. get on the plane right after got on the plane right after you know something tells me you are probably not the first person to say that <laughs> well if you're just tuning in i'm talking to this year's governor's arts awards lifetime achievement honoree benjamin wright and please go ahead and save the date for the Governor's Arts Awards, which are going to air on MPB on February 19th at 8 p.m. So, Mr. Wright, it sounds like you started your music career with piano. And so I would love to hear, you know, was there somebody in Greenville or somebody in those early years of your life that really influenced you on the piano or just in general in music? Well, my, my, my high school band director had a side band. Hmm. And uh, I finally qualified to play in his band, okay, which was uh, heavy duty for me. That really started me. Hmm. Uh, in terms of playing piano, I played drums in the high school band. Hmm. So that had nothing to do with piano, but my sister had a piano. And... Uh, 
I would tinker on it. So I, I learned a few things, hmm. learned a few songs and the whole bit. So I could play the gig. Hmm. I could play the gig. Uh, touches my heart to go back to that because many years later, my high school band director, who was affiliated with the Elks Club, he was an official in the, in the Elks situation, and they had a convention in Las Vegas many years ago. And him driving down the strip past the Las Vegas Hilton, where Elvis played, mm. uh, my name was on the marquee. Oh, wow. And he was wondering, could that be my ex-student, Benjamin Wright? So he came into the hotel, did some inquiring. Boom, and it was late in the evening, so he got invited to the show. Hmm. And, uh, you know, it was big time then, man. You know, the curtains mm -hmm. open, and then, you know, we drive the orchestra to the edge of the stage. Hmm. And I'm there conducting and whatever, man. I, I, he was happy. So after that, after the show, I was able to bring him up on the on, on stage and look at, you know, he had a big, big 40 piece orchestra. And look at all of the music, which everything said arranged and conducted by Benjamin Wright. Da 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 da. So he was, he was thrilled. Hmm. He was the so was I, my band director. You know, uh, I. I I, I went further than the hoodlum he thought we were going to be. <laughs> you, sure you sure did go far. And I tell you, I used, to, I used to be a teacher. I used to teach theater. And there is absolutely nothing better than seeing one of my students, you know, on a stage or yeah. in some one of them recently on, on TV. And it's just, it, it's the best thing. So the, I love that story. I mean, what a what a wonderful thing for a teacher and for you to get to have him there. That's so cool. Well, not only that, uh, when I was inducted into the Hall of Fame in Jackson, Mississippi, he and his wife came to witness that. Oh. And boy, was that that was a big one for them, you know. Uh, little crazy Benjamin getting into the hall of fame <laughs> well, i hope there are a lot of band directors listening to this interview because how encouraging is that i mean there's nothing better oh yeah yeah but i was very persistent I was <laughs> very persistent and uh even though i was thrown out of school there hmm. uh, i got turned on to what's called downbeat magazine hmm which was a, a, a bi-monthly jazz magazine. And in that magazine, they had a lot of ads. And one of the ads back in the early 60s was the Berkeley School of Music. Ah. And that was a correspondence school at that time. Berkeley didn't have a campus. Hmm. I finally got enough money to take that course. And that was my lifesaver. And that was in, you went to Boston, is that right? Berkeley and Boston? No, 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 no. no. Correspondence. 
Oh, okay. So how 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 did that work? I'm I'm so curious. I don't know. Okay, they send you. You know, once you become register in the school and the whole bit, pay whatever the money it was. Uh, they would send you lessons. Oh, okay. Okay, then you would you know take them in the whole bit, and send them back, and then in two weeks you would get your your, your scores and whatever, you know, and. Uh, I always had questions. Hmm. And one of my questions was the the uh, the clef for the violas, the, sh- the strings, violas, hmm. which had the violas played on what's called an alto clef. Most of us are familiar with the bass clef mm-hmm. and the treble clef. Mm-hmm. But this was something I'd never seen before in Greenville, Mississippi. Hmm. So I would send send notes to to Berkeley say, uh, I don't understand this alto clef. And then they'll send me a note back with with my with my homework. They said, Well, we don't know what to tell you because you make a hundred on all your papers. <laughs> and that wasn't helping me, you know. It, yeah. It, you know. But I'm gonna tell you how good God is. Hmm. Here it is, four hundred years later. I'm supposedly a little half authority on writing for the orchestra, strings and whatever. And to this day, I have never had a teacher to tell me what this viola clef is. And Mm -hmm. I write for violas all the time, Mm self-study, self-study. I finally got it together. This is Leslie Barker. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show airs on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5. To access all of our past shows, subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. I'm Leslie Barker, and today I am talking with Benjamin Wright, who is our honoree for the Lifetime Achievement Governor's Arts Award. Uh, And right before the break, we were talking about his work with Michael Jackson, so we listened to Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. But I would love to know, is there somebody that really sticks out? Is there something that was like particularly special to you um, in all the years of people that you've worked with? Well, you know, certainly the Michael Jackson is is a fantastic. Uh, my situation with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm. I, had, I did one of the bigger songs, Boogie Wonderland, which is one of the biggest songs and fastest selling platinum record they ever had. Mm. Um, uh, I, I dealt with uh, the British artist Jamiroquai. Oh yeah, they sent him here for me, and. Uh, fantastic artist but I had to keep my eyes on him because he kept messing with my daughter oh hey man leave my daughter alone you know <laughs> oh man she she's grinning he's grinning 
I, I can't do the music. I'm trying to watch what's happening. Uh, no, Jamiroquai is outstanding. Outstanding cat. Uh, my situation with Gladys Knight, Gladys Knight and the Pips. I was their music director for almost 30 years. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Uh, I was the Temptations music director for many, many years in the early days, a whole bit. Um, it, it's just, it's been a glorious situation for me. I'm, I'm most happy about it. You know, uh, all of the artists uh, recently, let's say Justin Timberlake. Mm. And Justin has so much confidence in me. Mm. One session we, we were doing, doing his album and he had to go to France. Uh, to shoot a movie, and uh, everybody's concerned. With, He's gonna go. To, he said, "Mr. Wright has it. Wh whatever Mr. Wright does, that's it." <laughs> so that's a lot of confidence. It is. Confidence. And then one album, he had to come in and out of town, and we put him on Skype to just see the session. You hmm. know. Um, but he has a lot of confidence in me. And I, I think, you know, I've done three albums, his first three albums. So, and they were very successful. So if you see him, tell him I need some more money. So he needs to, he needs to crank out another album for you to work on. <laughs> if somebody hasn't listened to your music or they've listened to your music, but just had no idea that they were listening to your music, what... What does what can somebody expect from a piece of music that that Benjamin Wright put together? Okay, I'm going to say this because um, my manager, who you spoke with earlier, Jamile, mm -hmm. who's, who's watching me, uh, what do I expect? I'm kicking butt. Yeah, you are. <laughs> 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 well. The, Here's the thing, and, and, and I, I want to be very modest about it. Uh, the real deal is, is I pray mm. and God gives me the notes. Mm. And, and that's the bottom line. So when mm. I leave this house working all night, two, three, four in the morning, whatever, when I finish and head to the studio, I'm extremely confident Mm. because God has written my charts. Mm. Uh, if you talk to any engineers, and there have been plenty, uh, none of them are, none of them can say they have witnessed me changing something in the studio. Mm. I don't have to change anything because God writes my charts. And I have been so blessed that most of them become number ones. Hmm. So I've really been blessed from that standpoint. That's one of those things where, you know, artists, writers, all kind, any, you know, painters, any kind of artist talks about, you know, the art coming through them like a vessel, you know, coming mm -hmm. through them. And that's exactly sounds what you're talking about. Like you're, you're open to it and, and it comes through you to the paper from God. I'm just telling the truth. That's it. Mm -hmm. I don't write a chart. I don't mm. even start a chart until I pray on it. Mm. 
And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a senior citizen now. And for the success that has come from all of this, it's the Lord. You know, you, know, I, you know what I think is the most beautiful thing about that is when you told me early in our interview, you said that your, your parents, your dad specifically said, the music you want to play is not of the Lord, but you are so connected to God through your music. And that's so incredible. My father was a Sunday school superintendent hmm. and the head deacon. It's, it's just church. That's all hmm. I knew. You know, so I'm not ashamed of that. I'm very proud of that. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm, I mean, dad's been gone for a long time, but my father, let's say, reaped some of the so-called success. Mm. What I mean by that is my dad never had a car. Mm. He had a truck the carpenter. I bought him three cars. Hmm. And my dad was always concerned about me. You know, I used to be in Vegas every night and Los Angeles every morning. Hmm. So I'm commuting, I'm commuting. And then I used to work for Paul Anka, who had two Learjets. And anytime he needed to even speak to me, he'll send a Learjet. Wow, that's a whole nother level, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. So being in Vegas every night and in, in, in LA every day, one morning I flew into LA and I woke up in the hospital. Hmm. Like, well, what, what's happening? Okay, well, let me let me put something straight here. As old as I am, I have never drank, I've hmm. never smoked, and I have never been high. I'm a real church kid from that standpoint. When I got here, woke up in the hospital. The doctor said exhaustion. Mm. And uh, he said, you know, you're not eating. I ain't had time to eat, man, because, you know, I, 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 I'm doing recording sessions like all day. Mm. And I would catch that 5, 510 back to Vegas every evening, which was late every day. Um, so as soon as I hit Vegas, it's like, I'm like OJ Simpson running through the airport and getting to the hotel. Hmm. Change clothes and get down to the auditorium. Sometimes I barely made it, you know, it's, it's just rough. But the doctor said, first of all, you need sleep. Hmm. And you're going to have to get it. Because when the body gets sleepy, no matter what you're doing, it's just going to go to sleep. Hmm. And that, that frightened me, man, because like sometimes I drive, you know what I'm saying? It's like, whoa, yeah. whoa. So I, I understood that from way back. Hmm. But I used to be that kind of busy. Shows every night in Vegas, recording sessions every day in Los Angeles multiple acts, many, many different acts, you know, you got some of my, my records and whatever. So you, you just know I've been blessed. Mm. I've been blessed. And, and I'm still being blessed. Here I am old and I just got a recent platinum plaque mm. on the wall. 
from uh, Ty Dolla Sign, and that's the, the young kids know him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I'm I'm still in the game. Absolutely, congratulations on that. Thank you. This is Leslie Barker. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show airs on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5. To access all of our past shows, subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast using your favorite podcasting app. If you ever miss one of our locally produced shows or want to simply hear it again, you can find what you need at mpbonline.org or download our podcast app to your smartphone. MPB programming is on your schedule at mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This is the Mississippi Arts Hour, and today we are talking with Governor's Arts Awards Lifetime Achievement Honoree, Benjamin Wright. And Mr. Wright's been telling us all about his life in music, and right now we're going to talk about what he's working on currently with a Mississippi artist. I I am working on a project. There's a gentleman there. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff in, 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 in the Jackson area. His name is Maximum Wright. Hmm. Uh, he's a film composer. He's a bad cat, bad cat. He graduated from uh, Tougaloo. He's had some projects out. He hasn't had that real big thing yet. It's coming because he, he is great. But what what got me with him is that his persistence. Here's a guy who had met me three times. And I didn't I didn't know it because most most times when you see me is a lot of people around, you know. Hmm. different different functions in the whole bit so hey man you know i talk to everybody so this guy got me to the side and he said mr wright i've been trying i've been trying to make contact with you i've met you three times I'm like what do you mean you've met me three times hmm. and the guy is described you know forgive me but i i wear a lot of leather suits that's all i wear this <laughs> is and he named the three times and what color leather I was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I said, listen, whatever you want from me, man, come on with it. Because the, for the attention that you paid, you, you're very persistent. So I decided that I would uh, score his movie. Mm. And, and I'm into it and it's kicking my butt at the moment takes a lot of time, a lot of time. Um, he has done some fantastic work and uh, you got to look out for that name, Maximus Wright. That's wonderful. So it sounds like you really are working with an up and coming artist. Is that something that's really important to you? 
Oh, it's very important because here's the thing. I have been very blessed in the music industry. Mm. Blessed beyond comprehension, okay? But as many credits as I've had, as I have, I don't have movie credits. Mm. I've done music in a lot of movies, but that I don't have a movie of my own per se. Mm. Okay. Um, uh, I look forward to crossing over. Uh, I, I want to be very careful how I say this. Uh, there's some racial impl implications there, mm. which shouldn't be, mm. because if we go by credits, I'd have more movies than I could do. Mm. I've got those kind of record credits. And most of the records that I deal with are big orchestra. You mentioned mm. that earlier. Absolutely. Okay. Most of my stuff is with big orchestras. Not that I don't, I don't do small dates, but hey, man, I need the big dates. I need the money. <laughs> you know? And so I'm, I'm very blessed from that. And like I say, when I first came to LA in 1975, the first thing I did was register in the UCLA Film School. Huh. Now, that hasn't per se helped me because, uh, you know, I had to make a living. So right away I was into recording session, you know, mm. so in, in, in that has sustained me with my 900 children and grandchildren. Mm. So uh, I'm not complaining at all. So how is the process of scoring a film different from your, your regular process of writing? Or is it? Well, when you do records, it's just an audio situation. Mm -hmm. When you do movies, that's a visual thing. Mm -hmm. So you as the composer look at the scene and you decide what music should go there. The film, the film director, the guy who, who wrote the movie himself, has some ideas. Hmm. And uh, well, some of the projects that I've been involved with, I think you're like, nah, I don't like that. <laughs> 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 so, uh, you know, I look, I see, and, and I pray on it. And, and God gives me something to put on the film. Hmm. So for me, please forgive me, it's easy for me. Hmm. It's, it might be hard coming up with the ideas, but I, I take all my ideas to the Lord, man. I'm, you know, please forgive me. I, I don't want to sound like I'm just a holy roller, but hmm. holy roller, you know, but uh, that's part of it. Hmm. That's my source. You know, I, I love hearing you talk about your process and the source and how it comes out um, so easily that way. And I'm.
you've worked now you're working on a film you work with big orchestras you've been in the studio you do live conducting is there any one of those places that you feel is most home for you i love all of it now hmm. you've got to take in consideration here uh it didn't start with big orchestras it started with little little bands and the whole bit i've hmm. done that that was cool Hmm. You know, I was on, on the road playing, you know, and I've done all of that. But I'm most comfortable at this stage of my life with the orchestra. Hmm. You know, I, I love to have 70 people around me, man. You know, it's, it's hmm. like I'm at home, you know. And then when that when you hear the strings and stuff come at you, you know, it's like, whoa, yes, <laughs> I'm at home. I'm very comfortable in that kind of setting. Oh, I love that. So con conducting in a in a space with a a live orchestra with an audience, or just even in the studio with an orchestra, I guess, would be wonderful too. Even in the studio, the studio was wonderful. You know, uh, that's when we make a statement. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's the whole process with the engineers and all the technicians and the whole bit, you know, it's, it's, it's not a one man thing. You know, with me as a conductor, yes, okay, that's the name affiliated, uh, but it takes a whole team. Um, so are you a tough conductor? I think, I think all the guys like the way I curse people out. What the hell are you playing? Please play as written. You have such incredible stories. And unfortunately, we are getting close to running out of time. So I want to ask you before we go, if you could give advice to a young musician, maybe a Mississippi musician, what would you tell them? First thing I tell them is learn some music. Hmm. Okay, that was not a prerequisite back in my day. Hmm. It was because of my desire uh, that I went through extra limits. You know, you know, like I say, starting this off, you know, I was thrown out of high school. Hmm. That was heavy. That took music away from me. I was in the band, you know, but my desire to play music just overwhelmed everything. Mm. I eat, sleep, do whatever thing, music. So for those who wish to get into music, like, okay, like today, you got a lot of kids who say, use the term, my beats. I don't know what that is. Mm. Uh, even with my, some of my own children, my son used to put, put uh, uh, little packages together Hey, Dad, check out my mixtapes, my mixtapes. Okay, I would listen. And then all of a sudden, I hear some of my songs in the mixtape. <laughs> so I say, son, who's going to pay me? Hmm. Whoa. Hadn't thought about that part. <laughs> so you got kids now who are using somebody else's music. Mm-hmm. To, to per se create their own 
Well, no, you're not creating. You, you, you're duplicating or stealing. You know, so my thing is learn some music. Hmm. Learn some music. Please learn some music. Then you can be, be very independent in terms of your thinking or whatever. Because when you learn some music, it's not going to let you be swayed by somebody else's stuff. Because hmm. you've always got some, some ideas in your head that's yours. Hmm. And that's what I say, because the bottom line to all of this is money. Hmm. Money, I think it was, was it OJ's? Was it money, 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 money. Woo! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. And, and it, it, music is, you know, this is a hard game. It's a hard game. A lot of sacrificing have to be done, you know. But if you learn the music, things will flow. Hmm. You can tell all the young cats this. All the music in the world comes from five lines and four spaces. That's the grand step. It's not hmm. the 12 notes in the whole universe. <laughs> so be it blues, opera, classical, what they call it, rock and roll, jazz, whatever. It's the same 12 notes. Hmm. The same 12 notes. And I'll be more than happy to explain that to anybody. This is Leslie Barker. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show airs on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5. To access all of our past shows, subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast using your favorite podcasting app. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, an associate professor of preventive medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app.